Good morning, Irish fans. It is Celtic Chase coming at you bright and early on a Friday morning TGIF to all of my fellow Notre Dame football fans out there. So today's episode, yes, one last time. We're going to spend a little bit of time talking about Dante Moore. Basically, his overall recruitment, how I think it went. I know there's going to be details to come out eventually here um, from the insiders. Uh, they've been teasing it. The Lloyds and the Singers are going to share some details once he finally makes his commitment, which is later today. I think we know which school he's probably going to pick. But I want to spend some time and talk about everything that went into his recruitment, um, you know, just the overall timeline and Notre Dame's quarterback recruiting strategy this cycle and overall just reflecting on the recruitment of Dante Moore and then finally putting it to bed. Plus, we have a new safety prospect that is going to be visiting later this month. He's a 2023 safety, Ben Minnick from Ohio. Um, I got a lot of nice things to say about him. Um, he should definitely be a guy you guys should all be tracking as well. He's a very good football player. We'll talk about him as well. So before we dive into that, let's make sure you're subscribed. Leave a like. Give me your feedback. Not an expert. Let's collaborate. Let's talk some Notre Dame football. Okay, so Dante Moore, the most coveted prospect during the 2023 cycle up to this date. So the Irish really went all in for Dante Moore uh, last month or last March, excuse me, and kind of somewhat said no to Chris Vizina. Um, there was speculation that Chris Vizina at the time in early March was closing in on a commitment date and that Notre Dame was probably the choice if Notre Dame would have him. Um, and then the signs pointed to, well, Notre Dame is going to go all in on Dante Moore. And he visited early April, late March, went really well, felt really good after the visit. It has been talked about, I know recently on the Irish Illustrated podcast, they didn't say it directly, um, but you know Pete Sampson, O'Malley, and Priester were talking about Dante Moore and whose fault it was that, uh, that Notre Dame is ultimately going to miss on Dante Moore. And they kind of said, well, when a kid tells you he's coming and then later on changes his mind, is that really the staff's fault? So I took away from that, Dante Moore may have been a silent commit, which we all speculated on for quite some time. And everything seemed good, and then we got into the summer, and Dante started taking visits, uh, wanted to go through the process, but Notre Dame was still the leader. Felt like NIL becomes a bit more of a factor than we had originally thought it would in Dante Moore's recruitment. And then CJ Carr commits, and I know Dante out there was saying, oh, it's not going to impact his decision at all, and in fact, CJ Carr kind of had been saying the same thing about Dante Moore's decision. It would not affect his decision at all. A lot of speculation out there that those two would not end up at the same school, especially the insiders with Notre Dame, the recruiting insiders, uh, would say that a lot. And it turns out they're right. And it may have been overall just a matter of, well, who's going to commit first? So some people out there, well, why did you take CJ Carr's commitment first then if you could have had Dante? Because they feel like Dante's the better prospect. Look, maybe right now, but I really think... Their upside as a college football player is pretty similar. I'd still give a slight edge to Dante, but it's very similar. I've said this before. I don't blame the staff for what they did in taking CJ's commitment when they did at all. When a prospect tells you, you know, months ago 
that he's coming to, to your school, yet he just wants to take a few more visits, check a few more boxes, and you're waiting and waiting and waiting, and then you're 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 not loving what you're you're hearing from his camp, and things are getting a little bit mysterious. Meanwhile, you have this other five-star quarterback in a younger class that really likes you, is very responsive to you, and you know when he's going to be making a decision. It's 100% the truth. He's not going to flip, which I guess you never know with that. And, and a prospect that's just ready to join the class and loves Notre Dame for what it is is going to help start recruiting for Notre Dame immediately. And CJ Carr has done all of that since he committed. He's coming to campus like every other weekend, um, hosting visitors and recruiting his butt off, just like the staff is. Dante, a little bit more wishy-washy, unsure of things. Um, and Notre Dame didn't want to wait, and I don't blame them. Plus, there's the chance that CJ could reclassify to the 2023 class. I don't personally think that will happen. I'd rather it not happen. Um, I'd rather him just go through high school, um, not just for the, the reps at the high school level, but just you know enjoy being a kid. I, I get why some kids want to reclassify and get done with high school a little bit earlier, but you guys out there, you've gone through high school. You understand it. Enjoy those years. Just let him enjoy high school and get those years of maturing. Let him get those high school reps. He does need a little bit more physical development. I think CJ is better suited to finish out his high school career. And I don't know what else the staff could have done with Dante Moore's recruitment. Tommy Reese did an outstanding job with Dante Moore. You talk about getting after it, connecting with the kids, staying on him, not just Tommy Reese, but we know Tommy Reese has really led the charge for Dante Moore. So that's why I just have a hard time putting all of this on the staff and saying they just they did handled this whole thing poorly. If you want to nitpick the strategy of going all in on Dante, I can see that. But just 100% blaming the staff for the miss, I just can't do it. I think a lot of it is just on Dante. So overall, I just, for the most part, chalk up missing out on Dante, and it is a miss, let's not kid ourselves, to just Dante being kind of a different cat and wanting to handle things differently. And it, Notre Dame just did, didn't like it, and they had a pretty good plan B. They pivoted, took another quarterback. Um, it, to me, it seems to have rubbed Dante the wrong way, and things really changed since Notre Dame took CJ's commitment. But I don't blame the staff at all for what they did. And as far as the strategy goes for, for Notre Dame, uh, with the quarterback recruiting in this class in particular, I said it when they made the move and went all in on Dante. I don't really love this um, because as much as Dante loves Notre Dame and potentially he could have been a silent commit, I just don't like going all in on one prospect because, look, let's just say CJ Carr wasn't an option, and I hate to do the whole butterfly effect thing, but I'm not sure if you took CJ Carr out of the equation that Dante Moore would still be committing today, and I don't know if that pick would be Notre Dame. Just from following his recruitment and trying to get to know him a little bit, I don't know. I don't know if he would have. And that goes back to the whole, you got to cover your ass thing. As talented as Dante is, the staff must do what's best for the team, not for one prospect. It's unfortunate. Uh, I think most of us were counting on Dante Moore being in this class for quite some time. I wish him the best. Um, and I probably won't talk about Dante Moore maybe ever again unless Notre Dame uh, is to play the school that he commits to. All right, let's move on to a new sleeper safety prospect in the 2023 cycle for Notre Dame. So it's pretty clear to me that Caleb Downs, I know is still out there, but it's probably not going to happen in my opinion. Now, 
There's speculation out there uh, with Peyton Bowen's uh, commitment right now to Notre Dame. How secure is that? We've been talking about that for months. I don't know what else needs to be said about that. He wants to take other visits, but he seems locked into Notre Dame. So I don't exactly know 100% what Notre Dame's plan is at defensive back. To me, I think they want to take five defensive backs overall, three safeties, two corners. And Ben Minnick, to me, is very similar to Aloe Gilman. He's a faster Aloe Gilman. He plays with a lot of heart and physicality despite his size and frame, which that is to me the reason why he is ranked so low according to 247's rankings. But do not let that fool you. This kid can play and this kid can fly. If he was more of a 6'1", 200 pound plus type of prospect, no doubt in my mind he would be at least a top 150 player. But there are some legitimate size and frame concerns, especially for a safety prospect. And just from watching his film, I definitely could see him playing a lot of nickel corner at the next level too. He's very comfortable in space and he moves very well, nice hip fluidity. But he's just a guy who can run around and make some plays. He played wide receiver too um, and he was a pretty good athlete there as well. Other schools in contention, Oklahoma's out there. I think that might be the biggest one um, as far as other somewhat premier programs that are really after him right now. Who is Oklahoma's head coach? Brent Venables. One of the better defensive coordinators at Clemson the last 10 years plus. Now, I didn't research any kind of uh, academic transcripts from him, but according to 247, Duke, Stanford, and Vanderbilt are, quote, warm for him. Uh, to me, that would signify that if schools like that are warm for him, he values academics very much and he does very well in the classroom. And according to Tom Loy, uh, this is kind of his opinion. He thinks that if Notre Dame eventually offers him and makes him a priority, that Notre Dame will probably land him. Well, they definitely have the green light for me. Despite his size, this dude is a good player. Reminds me a lot of Aloe Gilman, but a faster Aloe Gilman. I see him at some kind of boundary or free safety or potentially nickel corner at the next level and would offer him immediately and make him a top priority. So that's going to do it, you guys. Thanks so much for joining me. Let me know what you think of Dante Moore's overall recruitment. What do you think happened behind the scenes and what ultimately led to Dante or is going to lead Dante to choose a different school? Plus, Ben Minnick, what do you think of him and what do you think of Notre Dame uh, safety recruiting right now for the 2023 cycle? Enjoy the Friday. We'll be talking to you later. You'll be hearing from me this weekend as well. And remember, go Irish.